Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. You're listening to another ambitious entrepreneurnetwork.com podcast. The voice for entrepreneurs and small business. Now, onto the show. Are you frustrated and confused about how to attract new clients? Nothing you have done is working, and you're tired of waiting for the phone to ring. Imagine learning the tips and tools that will help you get noticed and booked by your ideal client and paid what you're worth for your amazing services. Now's the time to make your dream a reality, and the Ambitious Entrepreneur Show will teach you how. Now, over to your host, Anne-Marie Cross. This is episode 177, brought to you by Microsoft Surface. I'm your host, Anne-Marie Cross, brand and communication strategist, or also known as the podcasting queen. Imagine being able to look at someone and instantly being able to understand who they are just by looking at their face. Joining me today is Alan Stevens, this celebrity profiler. The Newcastle Herald has described Alan as the mentalist meet Dr. Phil meets Dr. Cal Lightman from Lie to Me. Don't know if you've all seen that show. I'm sure you have. Now, I am really glad that this interview is audio only. Alan is a coach and a trainer in meaningful communications using rapid trait profiling and behavioral patterns. Through a range of unusual business and community experiences and raising three boys on his own, Alan found a need to need to understand people. Now he just does it because he loves it. Now on today's show, Alan's going to share how you can have a better understanding and appreciation of yourself, how you can have a better understanding and appreciation of others, as well as how to build better relationships faster. Welcome to the show, Alan. Thank you very much. <laughs> oh, look, uh, I know that we have spoken uh, face-to-face and you've given me some feedback on, uh, yeah, you, you reading me and, and my goodness, what a what a skill to have. It certainly is. It um, makes it much easier to uh, appreciate other people yeah. and also to understand ourselves. Yeah, absolutely. Now, share with everyone, because you have just come back from London, I believe. Share a little bit more about what, what was going on there, because that was really impressive. Well, the reason I was asked to go over to London, it was for the Disney Films and Gillette uh, had their launch of their Star Wars Rogue One event. Mm-hmm. Now, as we know, uh, Star Wars, a new movie is called Rogue One, and it comes out uh, this uh, month, about another couple of weeks. At the same time, Gillette have created a new razor called Rogue One. So my job was to speak to the media and explain to people how the face gives away a lot of detail, tells a story before you even uh, uh, open your mouth to say anything, before you utter a single word. And uh, as they say, the face, uh, every face tells a story. Mm -hmm. And Gillette's role was that every story has a face. Mm, I brought those two uh, sides together and explaining to people uh, and actually profiling all the um, uh, the journalists that I spoke to from around the world. When you shared that with me, I thought, my goodness, what an opportunity. And it, and it certainly was. Actually, what we might do, Alan, is uh, include or embed 
the video or, or put a link to it anyway of that so people can go and watch that too. Meaningful mm. communications. I mean, in this day and age, whether we are speaking to consumers, whether we're speaking to key stakeholders or even our family, it is absolutely everything, isn't it? Having meaningful communications. That's exactly right. If you don't have, you can't communicate with people effectively, you're not going to be able to build relationships and all business, all uh, partnerships, both uh, business and social and private, are all based on trusting the other person. Mm. So the more that we're able to communicate in a meaningful way and understand the other person, the more effective that's going to be. Of course, one of the things that you wanted to talk about today is the importance of having a better understanding and appreciation of ourselves. Let's talk a little bit about that. Why is it so important to have that appreciation of ourselves first? Well, first of all, to understand our own traits and why we do the things that we do, it helps us to well, stop beating ourselves up. Mm-hmm. How often have you uh, found that you've you've done something and then later on you do the same thing again? You go, why do I keep doing this? And you give yourself a hard time over it. If it's part of your personality, of course it's going to uh, come up, and it always will come up whenever we're feeling emotional. Always revert back to our personality, regardless of how we try and behave. Under stress, we will always uh, revert back to our own personality. And understanding that gives us the power then to say, right, I know why I do that. I know when it comes up. I can then uh, take dominion over it, as they say, where I can then control it, either control it or let it control me. So I have that choice. Anybody who's able to read themselves has a a stronger uh, ability uh, to be able to make the right choice and to uh, create the future that they really want. Previously to working in this industry, I was involved in the career industry and so, of Mm. course, helping people understand themselves better so that they could find a job that they loved. I mean, it's incredible how many people don't really understand traits, their values, all of those different things that really make them the unique being that they are today. And I just cannot imagine not having that self-awareness. Well, exactly. So we have a a tendency to try and profile or label everybody and put Mm. them into boxes. And that's what generally happens when people apply for uh, a job. They uh, profile them and put them into a box. Now, that's necessary for the person who's doing the profiling to be able to understand and get an idea of that other person. But for the individual, it's quite disrespectful. It's treating them like, well, 16 different types, for instance, if you're looking at uh, a lot of the psychometric profiling, and you're putting 7 billion people into those 16 boxes. I then come along and look at the person and go, right, well, the person who's profiled you feels happy about themselves. Now, let's look at you. Would you prefer to be treated as you are, standing as a unique individual, and if you understand your traits and therefore understand the things that you love to do, then we look at finding a career that matches your personality mm. so that you'll feel like you've never worked another day in your life. You're actually going to be doing something you love to do. Mm-hmm. Therefore, you're more productive. And that should be a target of the employer as well, because if you're happy and productive, they're going to make a lot more money. And I think one of the things that you once said is that uh, we also very much are, you know, what we've experienced and our experiences and all of that kind of thing really goes to developing who we are, how we show up, the, you know, the environments that we do our best work and all of those different things. So there's so many different factors and elements that uh, come into play. And of course, you incorporate those all into one, which, uh, you know, to me is just absolutely incredible. What would you say to someone? 
someone then that doesn't really have an understanding because here's the thing not only can we identify things that may trigger us and have us react in a way that if we look back we think "Mm, I probably could have done that a little bit better but if we don't understand our strengths our gifts all of the different things that we bring to the table we can't show up and, and really be intentional can we well, that's right. We end up being controlled by our emotions um, and we, you know, we're not going to enjoy life. We're not going to have those relationships uh, with other people that we could have. Mm. We're going to be making judgments around things because we, if we're controlled by our emotions, we respond to things. And that usually causes a, a situation that in a lot of cases snows, snowballs out of um, proportion. Yeah. So the more we can read somebody, the more effective it's going to be and the better relationship we'll have. You know, when we're talking about uh, having a better understanding and appreciation of, uh, of others, I remember years ago going to an, an event and we went, went through the DISC profile and, and of course, I, mm. I'm sure you've heard of that too. And I remember one of my colleagues thinking or saying out loud as she was thinking, man, now I know a little bit better about who my ex-husband was. Mm. Maybe I wasn't, wouldn't have been so hard on him had I realised that these were some of the traits that he had and that he wasn't just doing that just to annoy me. That's right. And with the, the way I profile people, it takes it to another level altogether Yeah. Uh, because we're able to see that person as a true individual in their own right mm. and the focus is on them. We understand our own traits. We know how we like to uh, behave, how we like to speak. And we usually, the way we want to be spoken to, that's the way we talk to other people. Now, if that's not the way that they want to be spoken to, now we have misunderstandings. And a couple who could have had a great relationship and now pulling apart over a period of time. Yeah. They can realise the other person's uh, personality uh, and understand their, um, the way they uh, like to behave, etc. They know then how to talk to that person. And a relationship becomes very easy and with very easy, um, uh, what would you call it, maintenance, uh, it can be very strong for uh, well into the future. Yeah. About the five love languages where, you know, words of affirmation, physical touch, mm-hmm. uh, gift-giving, things like that. Uh, But then how do you actually speak those? How do you actually give that, what sort of physical touch, what sort of words of affirmation, or how do you speak those words? Mm -hmm. The more you understand the person's unique personality, you can take the five love languages to a completely new level as well. I've read that book and I love that. And I, I finally set my husband down, actually chased him around the house uh, trying to get his. And it was so funny because his is um, spending time together. This was such an eye-opener to me. Sometimes when he would fall asleep on the couch, I'd think, great, I'm going to go and I'm going to check my email as you do. And then you'd get caught up and one thing leads to another and he'd come to the office and, are you in here again? I said, yeah, but you <laughs> fell asleep on the couch. And he said to me, yes, but when I wake up, I like, to see you there and I thought are you joking so what I would do as as you do to play a bit of a mickey on your husband when he would wake up I'd be there you know with a smiley face but I didn't realize later till it was quality time he did knowing that I was there and with him that really opened my eyes you can have a different and a better appreciation of others once you understand their needs. Yeah, well, I'm getting feedback from the people I work with on a regular basis. And actually, I've just come back from coffee about uh, an hour ago yeah. from a gentleman who um, has been through a lot of relationships. And he um, had a, a new partner and he asked if I would have a look at her photograph. And this is quite oh, about nine or ten months ago now. Yeah. And I had a look at the, uh, the image and um, he said, well, tell me about her. And I said, well, she's a keeper. And if you uh, lose this one, I'll put my boot up your backside. Really? And we had a joke about it. And I said, look, 
it's the reason you've had these problems in the past are these particular traits that you have, and it's a way that they get out of um, out of control. They they, you know, it's the spiraling of the situation. I said, if you're aware that that's your trait and when you feel that coming up next time, do this. Mm -hmm. He's done that. We had coffee today because he wanted to let me know that he and his uh, partner are getting married. Wow. And this is probably one of the longest um, uh, relationships he's uh, actually had. Yes. So that's the power of um, being able to understand your own traits but also understand the other person's and know whether... This is the way that person likes to be spoken to mm. or treated. If that's the case, then any two people, regardless of who they are, can have a good relationship. Because one of the things that attracts uh, couples, for instance, is the person that you feel like a soulmate with has a lot of traits that are similar to yours. The person who's got that real magnetism, that sexual excitement, is mm -hmm. usually a person who's completely opposite. Mm -hmm. Now, over time, the one that you're very similar to it's almost like you know, being dating yourself. You know what they want to do all the time. It can get boring. Mm -hmm. So that may be a long-term relationship, but there's no excitement. But if you understand their personality traits, you know how to keep excitement in the relationship. But you've got that person who, you know, it's like second-guessing. You know exactly what they like to do. And so there's no stress in maintaining that relationship. But now you've got the spice in there. Yeah. The other one. Uh, you know that, yeah, there's a lot of excitement, but over a period of time, there's a lot of maintenance that goes into that and it becomes hard work. But if you know their traits, you know how to talk to them, you've still got the spice, but the maintenance is very light and easy. So that's where a lot of the work I'm doing at the moment is actually uh, in couples' relationships, even in the dating sites. I can imagine. And it is absolutely true. And, and now I know, like often if my husband had to drive somewhere, he'd say, do you want to come for a drive with me? And it was like, are you kidding me? Sitting an hour, you know, in a car and what have you. But I know that this is going to enable us to have some quality time, even if we don't necessarily speak. We might listen to the radio or something like that. Once you recognise that, then you can be far more in intentional. Let's talk about how we can really harness the, the, the skills and what you do there's so many different avenues and areas that we can apply this let's share some well starting with uh, young children for instance uh, I've profiled a lot of uh, young children even down to newborns because mentioned before that um, uh, we're the sum of all of our experiences but it all starts there's an argument about nature and nurture mm. how much of our personalities are nature that's been part of our DNA and how much of it is nurture our response to our environment there are certain traits in the face that are passed down from the parents. Mm -hmm. So there's up to or about uh, 10 traits I can see in a newborn child. By the time they're five years old, there's around about um, uh, 24 traits. Mm -hmm. By the time there's 10, there's 40 traits. And before they leave school, there's about 60. So in later life, it works out to around about 68 in total. But those uh, later traits, a lot of them that uh, we can't see in the young child, they may be nature and they come out uh, as um, they, the child's face develops. But a lot of the traits are those nurture ones, our response to our environment. Mm -hmm. It's an old mm -hmm. saying that uh, from zero to 25, you'll have the face that your parents gave you. <laughs> from 25 to 50, you have the face that you give yourself. Mm. And that's very much a, a discussion on or an explanation of the nature and nurture, how they impact together. So being able to um, uh, read that, I can look at a young child and I can tell in some of the traits what they're going to be like when they're 17 years old and they get their first car. 
So if you know that that child's going to be a risk taker, mm -hmm. you know it's going to be like in those uh, risk, uh, risky situations. And so at an early age, you can start to um, guide them. You won't change the trade, but you can educate them a little bit more to actually think a little bit more before they rush into things. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, so you're looking at uh, guiding your children. Well, they are able to look at their facial features. In those early traits, there are things like uh, a music trend or um, uh, a pioneering trait, uh, judgment variation, a child who will see things and come up with ideas that nobody else uh, can see. If you know that's a gift they've got, then you can develop that. Uh, if you've got a child who's got a music trait, you know that using music as they're growing up, you can control their moods. Mm -hmm. Change the music will change the effect on them. But they also have a gift to be able to pick up music quite easily. So that could be a career for them, even to being a sound engineer. So we can start to look at the traits in what careers will suit them. We know what sports and hobbies. And so into the school years, we can make their life at school so much easier. And instead of, instead of picking uh, subjects that are aligned to a career that's not going to suit them, they can end up doing the subjects that do suit them. They can enjoy school more productive, grow up more balanced and uh, to become better parents themselves, mm. but also find the career that suits them. So that's the next stage before they leave school is pointing them, not telling them what to do, but giving them some directions on careers that would suit their personality for them to then go and research them and make their own decisions. Then we move into the workplace. Well, it's finding the right uh, staff members. If you already have staff members and you understand their personality traits, you'll know what uh, uh, task will suit their personalities, which people should be uh, running that particular project at that time. When I was in telecom uh, many, many years ago, back in the 90s, but before I left them, my teams, and we did overtime and did large projects, I would put different people in charge of different projects, uh, mainly because they had a gift in that area. Okay. That person would flourish, the, organ the um, project would go a lot faster. So being able to understand what uh, tasks will suit them and you can put them in the right areas. You know the ones that are going to be team leaders. You know the ones that will be part of a team, those that want to work on their own. Mm -hmm. Don't put them in a team. Put them in an area where they can do projects on their own. Then in couples, being able to be said, understand your partner. But then moving into, even into the mental health area. I've been working with a lot of people with PTSD. Uh, also profiling children with autism and Asperger's and going so far as to train their counsellors and uh, psychologists to be able to understand their personalities far more effectively without even having to ask a single question. Yeah, I can and imagine. Now, no, and I've had um, hmm. testimonials that I get coming through today were for work that I've done five years ago and people are still letting me know and how their life is continually changing with what they learn from it. Because um, I would imagine that, like, if you're thinking of teachers or um, people who are working with children that do have some form of, um, yeah, communication difficulties, they're not able to express what they need or, or what they like. Being mm. able to tap into your expertise, to have that deeper understanding of, of someone and knowing how best to interact and to communicate would be incredibly powerful. Well, more than five years ago, I had a young uh, fellow, six years old, his mother wanted me to profile him um, because he had uh, Asperger's and the school were quite um, well, stressed out with him because he was having a lot of issues. And so they got me to, or she got me to profile him. And that profile, by the way, I did from photographs because mm -hmm. he wouldn't sit still for me. Mm -hmm. And um, the information I gave her, she gave to the school. 
a year later, we had a health forum in Newcastle in the town hall and she got up there and gave a uh, report. She gave a testimonial to the crowd about how his life had changed and we've actually recorded that. And in that, she um, said how now he was doing presentations in front of the class, which she was told he would never be able to do. Really? He's just turned 11 a few months back. And uh, well, before that, she, there was another testimonial three and a half years later where she said that he was no longer seeing a psychologist, that reduced the amount of medication he needed, uh, and school life, he was back into the normal population or the regular population of the school. And recently, he's had his uh, first uh, big birthday party, and she said it was just a normal, everyday 11-year-old birthday party. Oh, man. So all the stuff that they said that he wouldn't be able to do, yes. he's doing yeah. Because it was a case of understanding him, understand his personality, therefore set his environment up yeah. so that things that would trigger him don't get triggered. That's right. It's not rocket science. <laughs> it's just common sense. Yeah. Um, and that's uh, the way that we're dealing with it. Because you know yourself, if you've had a good day or you've had a bad day, you're affected by the people around you. Um, and the more issues going on, the more pressure you've got on yourself, the more you react and the quicker you react to things that are not conducive to feeling good mm-hmm. these kids are just super sensitive so and we then drag them out to the shops and we put them into situations uh where their senses go into overload and of course they get stressed out yeah of course and so, at that young age where where you're saying they really are um the environment is continuing to nurture and develop them if they're continuously being stimulated in the wrong way or in a way that's, that's right. not helpful that's just going to exacerbate things isn't it exactly now if you stimulate them in the opposite direction uh with the things that uh are good for them if there's stuff they enjoy doing then you don't have those wild swings you don't need as much medication uh, you're not off to the psychologist as regularly. You haven't got the teachers at school having such a hard time. The teacher's life becomes much more enjoyable. Uh, they're more productive with all the students then. And, of course, the uh, principal in the school has less pressures as well because they're meeting the guidelines and expectations of the education department. Mm-hmm. So yeah. the flow-on is not just with the child. It's everybody else around them. Mm-hmm. And this particular lady was um, a single mum and she managed hotels. So you can imagine the amount of uh, pressure on her and time that she had to put into her work. Uh, so to have uh, the situation with her, cha- her son changed in such a, a manner, it's just given her such a you know, greater quality of life as well. Yeah. Not, not to just mention her son, but everybody else around her. And that's one example that you've just shared with incredible uh, difference that you, you've made. I mean, how many people are struggling with relationships and communication, even not just with children, but with fellow co-workers or team members that the reason you're struggling is because you don't appreciate and understand them and and therefore not able to to communicate with them in the way that they really respect and will react to in in the way that we want you know we want for a conducive relationship yeah we don't talk to people while we stay away from because they're completely different to us and we don't understand them but in a work situation they like to do the stuff that you don't like to do so isn't it great to have them around because they'll do that stuff you don't want to do. This is how we create teams. We mm. create teams not out of people who are similar to us, but people who are completely different. Yeah. You may not go on holidays with them, but your appreciation of them changes and you're glad they're there on Monday as opposed to going, oh, I'm back at work with those dodos. 
know, <laughs> it just changes your attitude completely. So now you're getting up in the morning and going, yeah, I'm happy to go to work as opposed to, oh, no, it's not Monday again. It's so simple. Yeah. You know, for someone who's listening today and if they're thinking, I've been saying the same old thing again and again and again and they're just not getting it, I think you need to reach out and speak to Alan because it's probably in the way that you're delivering it or you're just not connecting with that person in the right way, which is why they're just not understanding you. So, <laughs> See, when I'm talking to salespeople, for instance, I usually, you know, I'll ask them in the I'll look at their facial features first, so I know which ones to ask the question. And I like some people, I know they're quite analytical, they need all the information before they can make a decision. Mm. And I go, how often have you spoken to somebody and while you've been talking to them, the person has been really interested, then all of a sudden they just seem to switch off. You know, they drift away. I say, because they've got the opposite trait, they just want the big picture. Once you've gone past that, they they go, I don't need that. I can make a decision on this. But you keep going and so they pull away from you. Mm -hmm. So being able to read somebody in that way, in just in sales, you can take your sales through the roof without even changing your sales techniques. It's all about building rapport and building trust with somebody because people won't want to do business with you unless they have to because you're the only supplier. But then they'll be after a discount all the time. But if they like you and trust you, then they're happy to pay your price mm. and they prefer to deal with you than one of your competitors who hasn't built that trust. Yeah. Sales for many business owners is something that they continue to, to struggle with. And that's mm. one of the reasons why, because they just can't build that rapport and uh, that know, like and trust with, mm. with people. Yeah, well, I was in a hotel, you know, I was saying, using it in all different places, talking to a young guy there and we were looking at some of the people in the room and he went, oh, that guy's doing pretty good. He's got his arm around the girl and everything else. And I went, yeah, he's been mimicking one of the other guys who's got a, a, his lady there or a woman he's with. And he's got his arm around her and she's responding because she's got the facial features that are telling me she likes the closeness and everything else. But this other guy hadn't read the partner he's with, the woman he's with. She's got the traits that says she wants some space. Oh. Now he's got his arm around her and that. And yes, she's being polite and everything else. But if he, uh, if he was, if it was his own partner, I can guarantee nothing's going to happen much when they get get home behind that bedroom door. Yeah. Because he's actually disrespected because he didn't read the traits. Mm -hmm. And if it was a woman he was trying to pick up that night, uh, he wasn't going to be going home with her. Yeah. So <laughs> I often do a bit of training. I'll take people off to hotels and things like that, and we'll let people read. Yes. And you know, at the end of the night. The lights go on and uh, the people I say who are going home alone generally go home alone. My they goodness. go their separate way at the end of the night. So Yeah, uh, that's for a whole other show, Alan. <laughs> <laughs> so as you can see that, well, somebody asked me recently, they said, what do you bring to the table? And I went, well, I bring the whole table. <laughs> yes. Because if you think about it, as I said, relationships Building that meaningful communication, being able to understand somebody and connect with them is a base of every uh, uh, situation of human endeavour. Sales, relationships, romantics, um, mm -hmm. uh, relationships, business relationships, and everything else sits on top of that. Yeah. Well, what do you bring to the table? I definitely bring the table. And that's what, if everybody has this skill, mm. uh, it would change their uh, business life, their personal life, the life with their children, yes. every aspect of their life completely. I would imagine there's never a dull moment uh, with you in, in the crowd or in, in a group. I would imagine it's like, what do you think of that person? Oh, look, their face, don't even bother. I haven't got enough energy to, to, to handle that person. Yeah, well, see, I also teach people how to read expressions. So I just look at people and point at my face and say, read the expression. Yeah. <laughs> 
do you want me to do a double take just in case you, you know, you misunderstood? Oh, boy, oh, boy. <laughs> Amazing. Look, for Alan, for people who have recognised that, my goodness, you know, the skills that you bring to the table and, and you, you actually support people in learning this as well, don't you? You don't just profile, but you've certainly got uh, courses in this as well. How can people get in contact with you? The quickest way to get in contact with me and also to get their own um, uh, appreciation of how um, uh, extensive the skills are and how they can get, what sort of results they can get themselves, I get them to go to my website, but I also recommend they go to the testimonial page. Mm-hmm. And on there, it's Alan Stevens, A-L-A-N, and Stevens, S-T-E-V-E-N-S, dot com dot A-U. Uh, there's a lot of media uh, details on there. There's a lot of information, but the testimonial page has got close to 80 video and LinkedIn pro, uh, testimonials and more than well, about 15, 16 to 20% of them have been profiles that have been anything from a year, two years, three years, four years or five years after I've worked with the people. Yeah. It's not like going and doing a motivation seminar, walking out and being filmed and how happy you are about it, then getting home and life hitting you in the face. Mm. This is where people are still getting results uh, so many uh, years later, using it in business, using it with their kids. And so that's the best place to go. But one of the things I was going to offer to um, uh, your listeners, if they go to that web- website and put in the, after the uh, .com.au, put the uh, forward slash and the letters uh, GC, that will take them to a page where I'm uh, happy to do a quick profile of their LinkedIn page uh, the profile they have there, mm-hmm. or their website, or even their business Facebook page. Or if, if they're on a dating you know, website, they put the link in, I'm happy to have a quick look and give them a quick overview of what other people are uh, thinking when they see that image. Wow, that, that's a wonderful offer. So we'll, of course, put all of those links uh, on the, the show notes, Alan, but that's alanstevens.com.au forward slash GC. What, what would be one last insight that you would want to leave with people today? One of the things I've learned through life is the most important thing I'll ever learn is the next thing I learn after I know everything. So that's one of the reasons why I'm now recognised by media around the world, including The Guardian, as a leading authority on reading faces globally. Mm-hmm. And that's come from the fact that I've looked at different skills, always been open to um, uh, new ideas. Somebody says, oh, you looked at this, and that's how I got into face reading. Somebody has said to me one day, you ever looked at reading faces? And I went, geez, I've got to check that out. I found all the experts in the different areas and then realised that nobody had brought all the areas together. Amazing. So what I've actually produced is now unique worldwide. And my main focus now is to create competition and train them. So more and more people are doing what I'm doing. I need to train them so they're doing it right. So I always say to people in that, never discount anything. Always go and check it out. Make sure you get all your questions answered and then uh, get, get a move on and do something about it. Don't just assume that somebody else tells you, oh, that stuff doesn't work. Well, for them, it won't work. But for you, the person who says, okay, I want to find out about this, by looking at some of those testimonials on my website or the testimonial page, you will see how many people have, uh, what they've actually got out of it, how it's changed their lives with their families and uh, in their work situations as well. To get all those details and to connect with Alan, our show note links, ambitiousentrepreneurnetwork.com forward slash AES177. Thanks so much for coming on the show, Alan. Thank you very much. I've loved it. Are you a specialist who supports small business? 
and you want to increase your visibility, reach and influence with your own podcast channel, but you don't want to handle the back-end management and ongoing promotion of your show? The Ambitious Entrepreneur Podcast Network is on the lookout for a select group of specialists who are ready to become an influencing voice in their industry. So if you're an aspiring podcast host, or if you have an existing business-focused podcast and you're looking for ways to increase your exposure, reach and results by leveraging our podcast network platform, let's talk. To find out more, go to www.ambitiousentrepreneurnetwork.com forward slash podcast host. That's www.ambitiousentrepreneurnetwork.com forward slash podcast host. The voice for entrepreneurs and small business. Well, that brings us to the end of another show. I know that you have taken so many great insights from today's show. And please go and connect with Alan. He really is a wealth of knowledge. And if uh, you happen to speak with people or relate with people, Alan is certainly your go-to person to make sure that you have meaningful connections and conversations. Thank you also, too, for those of you who have subscribed to our iTunes channel. That means you're going to be the very first person to find out when we publish a new show. And if you don't want to miss out, all you need to do to subscribe is go to ambitiousentrepreneurnetwork.com forward slash AES iTunes. All of those links will be on the show notes. Until next week, have a fantastic week. Um, See you later, Alan. Bye-bye. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.